0: Build healthy back-to-school meals with sustainable natural foods from your co-op. Whether your students are eating mm-hmm. at school or at home, you can find nutritious food they will love at Lakewinds. We have a great selection of organic cereals, yogurts, and locally made Gastola granola for a quick grab-and-go breakfast. I'm Stephanie Hansen and feeling feeling I'm Stephanie Hansen and filling your lunch plate with fresh organic produce like cucumbers and grapes is easier than ever and pretty soon local apples will be in season. One of my favorite quick at home lunches is sliced apples, rotisserie chicken, red onion and celery with a yogurt mayo dressing for a quick chicken salad that you can serve on a croissant, on a baguette or on a bed of local greens from Superior Fresh that are grown in Hickston, Wisconsin. At Lake Winds there's a wide selection of crackers for nearly every diet and taste. They have the buttery Classic crackers from late July that are always popular and for a gluten-free For a gluten free option, try Simple Mills almond flour crackers with a dollop of freshly made hummus from the deli. Crackers are quick snacks for lunch, and my husband's favorite lunch is a handful of almonds and a few grass fed beef snack sticks from Thousand Hills Cattle Farm. Everything you need for all your remote workers and students can be found at the Lake Winds Deli. Lake Winds Food Co op is in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. Find out more at lakewinds.com.
1: Chicks fry it and we ride up fry on it. eat on fry Friday
2: night. <laughs> Yummy. Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Taco 1071. i I'm Stephanie March, and I'm here, you guys, today with Miss Elizabeth Reese.
3: Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, lady pants. How are you feeling today? It's the best. Feeling good. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I got yeah. sourdough rising. I've got cinnamon rolls rising. Got the chickens out. Everybody's in good shape. Everybody
2: is rising. <laughs> Everything is coming up roses. I, I love that. I haven't had
3: coffee yet, but I may run downstairs and get some in a bit.
2: Oh, yeah, girl. I know. Seriously. How does something. anything happen before that? Isn't that the truth? I don't actually speak before i get coffee it in my is, face it is a necessity yeah i know um i th- i think a lot of people need coffee this morning because we're all kind of in shock and a little bit sad to report the loss of just a just a legend just ruth bader ginsburg if you haven't heard if you've been under a rock already in the evening but has passed away from her uh, a fight with pancreatic cancer i believe it was yeah at the age of 87
3: yeah. and you know I think we were thinking Ruth Bader Ginsburg was immortal because there were so many scares with her and yeah. then it would go, okay, she would pop back in and she would be like, yep, I'm I'm back and it's no problem. Right.
2: She would just be like, no, no, this is good. I'm still making decisions.
3: I'm still working. Yes. So a lot of people mourning that loss oh. today. I mean, she was a, she was a pioneer. She was, she was. she was
2: just a defender of, you know, of equality and, and especially for women. She was. Somebody who, you know, she basically stood really tall. Did you see any of the movies, the RBG documentary or the, what was it called, On the Basis of Sex? No, I saw them. um, Now they're everywhere. So
3: you can watch them, but I haven't gotten a chance to yet.
2: I think that those are, and I think I'm in the same boat. I'm like, oh, I'll watch them. I'll get to it. And now I feel like it's an homage night for sure. It's time to do it. Yeah, I
3: absolutely think you're right. So that's a, it's, you know, and I think it just makes people nervous because now we're heading Hmm. into more. Fights. (laughs)
2: There's a a lot to be nervous for, actually. There we go. (laughs) Um, But I do want to tell you that she, you know, was an eater. Let's be clear. Even though she was very tiny. And she was... uh, 5'1", you know. Oh, God. Who isn't an eater, by the way? But yeah. Uh, She basically... I found this little article about how... What she kind of loved about New York and about New York food. Um, You know, she's a Brooklyn girl. Uh, Her big thing was uh, she loved Scottish smoked salmon and caviar from Russ and Daughters. Great. I mean, again... Who doesn't? On board. I know. Uh, I love this story about Chinese Takeout and Flatbush. She basically, as a kid, her mother, a voracious reader, took her daughter on frequent trips to the King's Highway branch of the Brooklyn Public Library uh, in 1940 in a cramped rented space above a Chinese restaurant. Oh. Uh huh. And so uh, basically, she says that the smell of Chinese food is associated for her with the aroma of uh, pleasures of reading. So that's where the library was, right yeah. above the restaurant. Yeah.
3: She was born in 1933 in Brooklyn. And you do kind of think, you know, anytime anybody of that age range passes away, too, you think about how things have changed. She was asked once, how many women Supreme Court justices would it take to make things equal? And she said all of them.
2: All of them. Because for
3: the first 250 years, they were all men. All men. So until we get to a point where all of them are women, then it's not equal, which I, I liked that perspective.
0: I
2: know. No, I know she's, she has, she has a lot of, she has a lot of great like knowledge that comes just like as, as a straight and narrow, you know what I mean? Like it, and it like kind of peels things back from all of the fluff and, or, you know, like the fervor and you go, Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. Uh, two more things. One thing her, it, she loved old, old school Italian at Scalin, Scalinatella, which is a, a restaurant, I guess a Capri style restaurant on the East side. And her husband, you guys, was a fantastic cook. Great. Martin Ginsburg. They I know. Were married, they got married in 1954. I know. A tax lawyer. <laughs> and he said he was like, he was said to have quite the cooking chops. Apparently he was, you know, he, he in the Army. He was a chemistry major and he worked his way through the Escoffier cookbook. Um And you know, which is like the French cookbook right. of all times, and he basically cooked for her all the time, so much so that he, when he passed away in two thousand ten, he left behind a collection of meticulously written recipes that the Supreme Court Historical Society published as a book. Oh
3: my God I know isn 't that the greatest okay, that's really I might really have cool. to find that I know I would be interested in finding that book too. He passed away ten years ago, yeah um. And she talked a lot about their relationship. They were deeply in love. I mean, that's one of those. time that they
2: were married. Oh, don't you just love that? Yeah, it's very sweet. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I can't even. And he died at 78, so. And that's, I mean, right. And who, I mean, like, think about that. And she was 87. Is yeah, that what we said? She was 87. Good money. Mm-hmm. I tell you what. Um, yeah, that's a relationship. And that's, a, and that's the thing is, like, when you think about... You know, and and that's the, that's a strange idea, also. Of like, if you've had someone who's been cooking for you for that long, and then all of a sudden now you have a whole different like t- ten years. It's almost like a completely other reset. She, of course, ate very healthily. By the way, you guys, the bananas were her big recommendation for how you live a longer
3: <laughs> life. It was a banana?
2: It was all about the muscle building bananas. Then
3: my three year old is going to live forever. because yes. he
2: lives off of bananas. I think so. I know. Seriously. <laughs> well, so let's all everyone. I tell you what, I'm having a winter solstice burn party tonight and I am, we are, the sister witches are pouring one out for RBG, I tell you what. Raise a glass. Yeah, raise a glass, do it up. Absolutely. Speaking of kiddos, now yours, did you, I think you are suddenly a school mom all of a sudden. That's what's happening. That's
3: what's happened. Yeah, I have a, um, so my daughter started kindergarten two weeks ago and she is part of a school that's doing a hybrid setup for at least the first five weeks. After that, we go full distance, so I'm having heart palpitations about that. But um, it's it's real deal Steph. I've been packing school lunches in bento boxes, and <laughs> I am that person who like cuts things up to fit into it, and I find it to be oddly satisfying. Yeah, it's- because it's like fitting things into a little puzzle box. Yeah. I it- thought, am I going to be that mom? And then turns out I am. Turns and I out, just really, I'm like obsessive over how much food she has when she goes to school because I have to pack her two snacks and lunch yeah, on the two days a week that she actually goes to school. So we've had four of those days so far. Mm. And um every day when she gets home i'm like did you have enough food yeah
2: <laughs> I'm like, i terrified <laughs> that she's gonna be hungry <laughs> and you're yeah you're basically like i don't care about your friends i don't care about your teacher tell me about was the snack appropriate was it okay yeah
3: did you feel like you had did, enough did What's you left? feel
2: like there was enough balance in your acidity and your sweetness i
3: have like this odd <laughs> just just need to rip open her backpack and look in her lunch bag and see what was eaten and what wasn't and have you done that um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I rip into it. And then I see every day, like what's happening. So, and so is
2: she being like, is she being like, I'm, it's too busy. I, I can't eat or no. is she eating? Oh, she's eating. She's, oh, she's hungry.
3: Eat. Yeah. She's an eater. Yeah. And she's, and she's starving. I mean, I think all of this like new, Yeah. and I think there's something, you know, I don't, and, and everybody does what they have to do for school lunches. Like I just, I like to pack things and send it with her and, and, um, um, but I like that she gets that little familiarity of things from home. Yeah. When she's at school. Yeah. And then I've been leaving her a note in her lunchbox. And- I was
2: gonna ask. That was my next question. Oh, if yeah. you were
3: a note mom. For sure. She does she can't read, but right. I think her she can read I love you. So she knows how to read that. <laughs> and then I um and I did say one day I said, Did you see your note? And she said, Yeah, my teacher read it to me. Yeah. Because they're eating in their classroom. Yeah. And you know, that's like how it's all going. They're not leaving. The classroom. So it's been a little tricky, though. I mean, a lot of people are um, struggling because, you know, I think a lot of people have nut-free tables. Yeah. They're maybe not as used to, like, when they're eating in the classroom, it's no peanuts, no tree nuts at all. Yeah. And we can't do tree nuts for her allergies, but we can do peanuts and I realized how many things I'm like, oh, oh, like I can't throw that little bar in there. Right, no, that's
2: a big thing. Like
3: the little perfect bar that I like those little tiny ones, yeah. I can't throw those in there because it's peanut butter and I, I, you know, you have to remember these things.
2: I know, this is this is your new, like, your mind is all going to be these like food metrics in such a different way from this now This is on. what I do. I look at Pinterest and I look at bento box yeah. lunches and of
3: course the Japanese gave us the bento boxes which yeah. were used for rice and fish and all sorts of stuff and then um, kind of became hot in the United States for school lunches over the last few years, and I have to say, it is—it's fun. Yeah, it's fun it to is. cut up carrots and put them in there, Steph. I know well, that's crazy. I'm going to say
2: it's fun for now. Yeah, that's true. I've only <laughs> done it
3: four times, and I'm not doing it every single day.
2: I still make Jake breakfast when he goes to school. I you yeah. know, this is a senior in high school and, you know, someone told me once, like, and I made his lunch for a long time and someone was like, You need to let make him let him do this and he has to have independence. I was like, Yeah, but food is my love language. Yeah, and, and there he are knows days, how to do it. Yeah. And there are days when I don't see him outside of like it used to be when I would go to the office and then go to things. Like breakfast was the time that he and I would see each other and sometimes I wouldn't get back until he was, you know, like already in bed. Yeah. So I don't, whenever anyone gives you guff for it, don't ever let them. No, I'm, I'm holding on to it. A couple pro tips that I found
3: is I've been, um, making, you know, like I make a big batch of pancakes on a Sunday and Mm -hmm. then I just warm them up throughout the week. And I make like these pumpkin pancakes that I've talked about before, um, that are from the blog cookie and Kate. And Mm -hmm. those are so easy and so good. And then I just have them ready. And, and actually those are really good for snacks too. Yeah. When the kids are home during the day, I'll pop one in the microwave for 15 seconds and then they just eat it. Like they just walk around with it.
2: Yeah. We put peanut butter on our crepes too. Like yeah. I make a ton of crepes and then I let them sit on and you peel one off, you roll it with peanut butter, and then that's what you eat. Run exactly.
3: Around with. I do the same thing with waffles where I make a big bag and making big batches of sourdough waffles and yeah. just having them. And then you can just either toast them up or pop them in the microwave. And having that step done is really good. And eat. then kind of thinking, I've been trying to sort of think outside the sandwich because I'm finding that she just doesn't... Yeah. She doesn't love a sandwich. No. Because she doesn't appreciate a good sandwich.
2: No, well, (laughs) because she's she's just not there yet. No. She's not there yet. You know what? We're going to talk about a sandwich thing that I'm excited about. So we're Ooh. going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about a bunch of new restaurants and things that have launched this week. It was a crazy week in the cities. Uh, we are also going to go and discuss apple orchards later in the hour yes. and some of the Oktoberfest situations. And then next hour, you guys, we're going to talk about what we've been cooking for fall because you and I both have probably dipped into like... It's the it's the weather cooking. Oh, I I dive
3: bombed into it. Yeah, I did too. I'm over it. Like the second it hit (laughs) sixty degrees, I was like, crank (laughs) up the oven, get out the mixer. Like this is the life I'm meant to
2: live. It's time to braise. (laughs) Let's put everything else away. I know it. All right, so you guys, we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on My Talk 107.1. Hey, everybody! It's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota, and I know you're wondering. Who is Common Ground Minnesota again? Well, let me tell you, it's women in agriculture. These are women farmers who are right here in Minnesota volunteering their time to talk to you guys about food and how it's grown and how and why they grow it. That's Common Ground. Common Ground is, you know, a place where you can go and you can ask those questions about why they grow the food that they're growing and how they're growing it and how that affects the your family and what they're eating. This is the greatest part about these guys is that they're just up for discussion because of course we all love to talk about food, right? So at Common Ground Minnesota, they have a new website website, commongroundminnesota.com. And it's a great new site with, it's got farmers, it's got topics, it's got a great blog, it's got heat recipes, there's farm dogs. I don't know what else you could ask for really. Common Ground Minnesota is a great spot. You can also check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. And of course on Facebook at Common Ground Minnesota. It's a great place for everybody to go and have a conversation. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 171. I'm Stephanie March and I'm here with Elizabeth Race today. Good morning. Happy Saturday. It is a good sunny Saturday. I tell you what. How's it uh how's it looking out there right now? Pretty good. I think good? it's feeling great. Yeah. yeah, it looks
3: nice and sunshiny and I think it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Dave Dahl said yesterday it's going to be a little bit warmer tomorrow. We're gonna try to get one last day of swimming in. Oh, you are? Yeah, before the pool closes and before um, you know, fall really sets in. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. It might be a cool day. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know what? Only kids will swim at this yeah, point. for Like sure. little kids. Well, when it's 78, they'll jump in. It'll the be teens are done. something. I gotta tell you, my uh one of my uh one of my brood came home from the boundary waters last night. Awesome. And he had spent a week up there, and this is the next oldest than Jake. And and he and his little crew had the best weather, the best time. He said it was just beautiful. And, you know, it was one of those like just recentering. And I thought well, that's when we should be going. It's yeah. like early fall.
3: Yeah, for sure. Instead
2: of this summer stuff where I'm battling bugs and everything else. I know. He said that he didn't have to use bug spray once. Oh, my gosh. Really? I know. That's so nice. I know. He didn't catch any fish. Apparently, oh, not a single. <laughs> he, apparently, fish. they fished like crazy and caught nothing. So, but you know, that's all right. They they did, and then the one guy who doesn't fish at all, really ever, like caught the northern.
3: It's, so, I think fishing and golf are probably the two most frustrating habits to have in your <laughs> life. Must be. There's just no rhyme or reason to any of it.
2: No, uh, you know what? There is rhyme or reason to is opening a restaurant, and I don't know how anyone is doing it at this point in but time. But they're doing it. I don't. They are. And this is the thing. I mean, I really believe that, you know, chaos breeds innovation. It just right. does. And so people are not, you know, they're not going to... I think that we are about to, you know, I mean, I'm I'm always very honest about the fact that I do think we are going to lose a lot of restaurants. Mm-hmm. But we are also, you know, the way that this industry works is that it is... It is always move. It's, it's like a starter. I mean, it really is like the fact that it's always bubbling and moving and rising and you can always pull something from it. So,
3: right. Which we've talked about before that we think Minnesotans can tend to get a little bit so attached to things. Yeah. That, and that idea of something being there for a long time that when it closes, it's just like, oh my gosh, how can this happen? When the reality is like, if you go to a city like New York, you walk down the street and there's always a new restaurant in the spot where the old one was. Yeah. It's yeah. just constantly evolving and changing, and chefs get tired of things too, and they want to move on to a different project. Yeah, so we see, um, we see kind of new people moving in, and then people taking a break. So I want to know what you're excited about, though. Well,
2: so there's a bunch of stuff that opened this week, or I mean, that basically popped up this week as being innovations and movements, and and you know, I, I'm just excited by the fact that there are still people who are out there willing to take the you know the jump in and so the first one i have to say is i popped into wendy's house of soul oh gosh i saw a lot of social posting about this place i mean wendy is you know she is she's a warrior man i'm telling you this is a woman who you know she was she was like shot in the face with a bb gun after leaving her work establishment months and months and months ago um And she, you know, and then she lost her lease to that place. After recovering and saving the business through the help of the community, she then lost her lease on the spot. And you know what? Better for it, because quite honestly, she's at this cute spot on Glenwood Avenue. It's 1825 Glenwood Avenue. And it used to be the Sunnyside Deli Elite Catering Spot, if you ever knew that. Okay. And it's a. They've done some really great, cute graffiti art in there. It's very fresh. It's very uplifting. I have to tell you, I literally sat in there and had a sweet tea, and I was like, I just want to stay. Yeah. <laughs> and there. And and what she does is Wendy's House of Soul is great because she's sort of innovated these these basically soul food egg rolls is the thing. Have you ever had one? Fun. No, I haven't, but I'm loving the idea. You should have her on because she is a stitch too. So she is, uh, and so what she does is that she takes the idea of an egg roll and instead of putting, you know, like vegetables and pork and all that kind of stuff, she puts in mac and cheese. Great. Yep. And she puts in like, uh, like she does a Reuben one with corned beef and sauerkraut and pepper jack. Hello? Yum. I know. And so she has all these grits and she deep fries cheeseburgers, but they you know she has wings she also has sandwiches like it's kind of a run of the whole thing but mm-hmm. it's really really good it just looks fun and like really
3: um kind of just i don't know like Uplifting yeah. and um, not like, too serious. It's not
2: too serious. Yeah. Exactly that. It's yeah. like, it's very good food and it's re- like green beans and, you know, triple stack grilled cheese. So it's like familiar and sort of nostalgic in a way.
3: Nice for you, gluten free people, because the egg roll wrap is yeah. gluten free.
2: So and yeah, she has a lot of gluten free stuff. A lot on of
3: there. them are gluten free. Oh my gosh, this you looks good. really fun. <laughs> I know.
2: Okay. So then, okay, so then we have to talk about Sidebar at Certics. Yes. Have you, did you see the pictures from that? I have heard about it yet. People are super excited about this too. It was really. Really beautiful. I walked through. I got a little sneak peek before they opened. And this, of course, is the restaurant that they have carved out of the back of the liquor store. And... You know, they did this construction and they remodeled the cheese shop. And when they were talking about in the beginning, I was like, I don't see it. I don't know how there doesn't feel like there's enough space here. And then, (laughs) boy, did they prove me wrong. And they basically built this gorgeous copper, like U-shaped bar. And then they put up, uh, you know, they opened it up to the to the sidewalk. Like the entire wall just lifts up. Cool.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, my gosh. I can see the opening. Yeah. It looks so fun. And then you just sit right outside. You know, and a lot of people are missing I mean, number one, they're missing the airport, but they're missing certics at the airport because you kind of got that feeling of what you could do. I I mean, it was like my go to when I was was traveling in the before. Yeah. um, And when it was open. And so I I think they showed how well they could do that. And of course, that kind of ended because of that was a lease thing, too. Right. Yeah. Well, they moved to the Humphrey Terminal.
2: Oh, yeah. Right.
3: I do like that. But I do
2: believe you're right. I think that they changed the game out Mm -hmm. there. I think they changed the game and it was like, wait a minute. I can have good food before I get on the airplane. Yes. Wait, what? And I can and I want to bring it with me. Yeah, I can have like I can bring my little meat and cheese little bento box, if you will. Yes,
3: I know. And if you always have cheeses in your bag, you'll never go hungry. You will
2: never ever be sad i mean who cares about
3: that teach a man to fish thing that's really not the truth it's
2: finding a great cheesemonger it's a cheese it basically is like i'll give up all my yogis for cheesemongers i swear to god i'm with you um okay so then rosalia pizza this is one that i didn't know was really coming and i and i saw that it opened and i went and of course this is danny del prado's you know he took over the old Rose street patisserie behind him behind martina yep. in linden hills yep and I mean, that space was already kind of, you know, wonderful, but he gave it, he gave it that Argentinian touch, which is just candlelight and greens, <laughs> so simple, brilliant Argentinian. I mean, really, honestly, they're just going to smoke and cook all the meats and light everything well, and they're going to win It's beautiful across the, across the board. <laughs> um, so he's done this and they're doing, they've put in a wood-fired pizza, you know, pizza oven. So they're doing wood-fired pizzas, which are so great, and they're topping them beautifully with great toppings and really intuitive stuff. Oh, gosh. Here's one with beef carpaccio yes! on top
3: of the pizza. Oh great God. idea.
2: Listen, but I have to tell you, the Fugaza, I got to get this part in. The fugazza is an Argentinian-style, like, focaccia-style crust. Yes. And it is legit. There's one with cheese and chimichurri. Changes my life. I want it now. I know. Rosalie Pizza. They're doing takeout. There's a few tables in there, but really you got to focus on the takeout. <laughs> All right, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is the uh, weekly dish on my talk 1071. hanging on a shelter right, everybody. Welcome to back time. to the weekly dish. Steph March, Elizabeth Reese here for you today. Good morning. We are uh, we are all ready for fall. I mean, we're going to talk next hour about how we are cooking. I basically have a picture of potato soup up on my Instagram stories that people were like, wait, what? It looks so good. And I was just like, this is the potato soup, guys. This is the one we always do. This mm-hmm. is like the beginning. This is the entry. Yeah, this is it. This I'm is always
3: it. all into fall. Right. I wait for fall.
2: I mean, seriously. If it's the end of July, and I'm like, when is fall coming? When is this? Uh, it's time. Mm-hmm. Like, I basically get, through, and especially this year, the state fair stuff, like, I again, and I you and I have talked about this, but it's like I was like, I'm supportive and I'm happy that people did things and I'm glad that people got their nostalgia bits. But I was like, can we just get through to the orchards? I know. Can we just let's just get on I to it? I know orchards.
3: you'll kind of get the best of both worlds. They're gonna do another round of that drive through. So I if know. you got your tickets, then you can go and you can get some of those eats.
2: Those and those lottery, t- I mean, like that lottery opened and closed within two days. It though. was done so. I didn't realize that I was gonna report on it on Friday and I was like, oh, it's it's already no, you had to submit by Thursday and then okay. they picked on Monday. All right. And I mean, great and have fun. Do other things. I'll be at the apple orchard. Let's talk about apple orchards because again, you guys, obviously things are a little different in 2020. Yeah, but it's still got to be kind of
3: a good, I mean, it's outdoors, right? So, I mean, we keep talking about like, what are the activities to do that are really safe? Yep safer safer and that would be outside and that would be things in the fresh air and then areas where there's lots of land where you can kind of spread out and not be right all up in people's business
2: and so to me an apple orchard
3: fits the bill doesn't
2: it I mean I think it's like and plus it's just sort of like I don't know I feel like people are just more chill at apple orchards I don't know maybe I'm making that up maybe I'm projecting hope kinda but depends on the orchard maybe yeah that's true but I feel like I guess the ones that I go to you're right I don't necessarily go to all the huge ones I kind of go to the smaller ones okay I think maybe that's why. What is your favorite orchard?
3: Well, we do an annual trip to Afton Apple yep. with um, with my kids daycare their preschool and that is not going to happen this year that we're not going to take the kids okay which is the first year that that's happened right right i remember there i remember seeing bus rides yeah we've done bus rides we've had meltdowns we've had you know it's been a whole thing and um and so i'm going to miss that so we're we will definitely do a family one so i like going there i you know i love going to sweetland orchard which you love too
2: i do too let's afton by the way just for a moment is literally like 200 acres
3: yeah it's massive
2: It is not small, and it is not... uh, I mean, the only time that you're there next to
3: people is when you are on... If you do, like, the hayride thing, and you're on the hayride, and I'm sure they're going to figure that out.
2: Yeah, no, it looks like, basically, they're just saying, please wear masks, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if you're on the hayride, um, you know, and they're saying that, leave your pets at home, um, and also just, like, don't sample fruit in the orchard. They're asking that. But otherwise, you can... And if you're feeling like... That, uh, even just the amount of people there, you know, kind of is like a little bit too stressful. They're doing curbside pickup. Oh, great. And so you can call ahead and you can say, hey, get me a half bushel of Harrelsons, or, you know, whatever. And I want a couple of caramel apples and throw some cider in there. And then you just pull up and you're going to be able to put it right in your car.
3: And then think about, you know, for people who are home with kids and trying to balance school and work and i know you're pulling your hair out cuz i feel the same way um but you know a weekday visit it does make a big difference yes where it's just not as many people no, and if you right. can go okay so monday afternoon we're going to do that as our little field trip or whatever.
2: I absolutely believe that, it. yeah, if you're if you're taking the, if you guys have time in that afternoon to take, you know, to like do your distance learning whenever you want to do it, yeah. I would 100% be hitting an orchard.
3: Some kids are slammed with Zoom calls all day, but alas, that's just 2020.
2: I know, it's 2020. <laughs> um, hey, Deerdorf Orchards has always been one of my favorites out in Waconia. It's very... Idyllic. I mean, like, big white barn, beautiful trees, and, like, rolling hills and all the stuff. Um, and they're just asking that you make reservations. And so this is another thing we're seeing is that they're kind of looking for, you know, they don't really want you to be in groups of more than six people. Mm-hmm. And they're just saying, you know, basically make a reservation so that it's not, so they know who's coming and so they can kind of be ready for you. I don't
3: know. I have to tell you, I'm all about the reservation yeah. game, stuff. I think that this will be something that will continue Once we kind of get back to the new normal or whatever happens Mm -hmm. that this, this reservation thing, it's just nice. It's nice to be able to click online and have your time slot and know when you're going to go Yeah, and have your end time. It's
2: great. I think it's, I think there's a lot of people, I have to be honest with you, it's harder for me. I'm getting, I'm getting behind it. I'm just one of those people who's like, I just fly by the seat of my pants yeah, too much. Yeah, and I have little kids, so I don't. Exactly. So
3: I love to be like, okay, we're doing this yes. at 10 a.m. and then this is what's happening.
2: I know, and I think that that's exactly it. I think like that kind of, like for you guys, I think it's perfect. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a little bit, it's Restrictive, harder. Restrictive, fair, okay. But I'm okay with it. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I get, and I can, you know, I can change my ways a little bit, for God's sakes. I'm not. <laughs> rigid they're um at deer orchard they're picking sweet
3: tango apples this weekend Ooh,
2: so hello. it
3: looks like you can go oh my gosh their website is just so cute
2: listen every time i've gone there there are people taking family photos like every single time like there's kids po- you know posed in front of the barn and with the trees and everyone's got their vests and their boots on it's very sweet i love it also the fact is of course they're right next to the parley wine <laughs> They're on Parley Lake Road next to the Parley Winery. Brilliant. Uh, that usually means there's some good bottles hanging out there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Just going to tell you that much. Because, of course, you know, orchards are farms, and it's like, they, they, so they have winery licenses. Yeah. So that's so great about that. You have a really
3: um, comprehensive list here on MSP Mag, I have to say. It's pretty good. It's I got to nice, say, um... there's,
2: we've missed a couple. I'm going to add, like, I know that Minnetonka Orchards didn't isn't on our list, and I don't know why, as that is like one of the hugest ones. Yeah. And they're still up and running. And I think that, I don't know if that just got accidentally exited off or what. But can I tell you my favorite, my personal favorite? 100%. Is Minnesota Harvest Apple Orchard down in Jordan. And it's not because it's located across the highway from Minnesota's largest candy store, (laughs) or maybe it is. But I got to tell you, there's, I I have to be honest, I went to Emma Crumbies and listeners know that I had a really bad experience at Emma Crumbies. And on the way back, it like Minnesota Harvest saved me from my depression from oh, Emma no. Crumbies. And so Minnesota Harvest is just up the hill and it's in this, it's kind of on a bluff overlooking, you know, the, the Valley. And they have, they have such a great vibe there. They have hard cider that they, that they make themselves and they've got a cute little restaurant and a cute little area to go sit and this year, they're just saying that they're only going to do to-go on the food, which is fine, too, because I can get my brat, and I can walk around and go eat it in the car. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, but I love the fact that they're, uh, they're just, they have 30 types of apples, and it's always been such a, just a rolling, beautiful afternoon whenever I've been there. Oh, my gosh. They
3: have a lot of apples.
2: They have a lot of apples. Like, And that's the thing for me, because I'm definitely deciding which ones right now, like, I'm what am I going to bake with, and what am I going to eat, and what right. am I going to... You know what are the things that are going to be like chopped into you know like a, like a little bit of a hash? Well, or something? and
3: frankly, what are the varieties that you can't get at the grocery store or even the co-op? Yeah, you know, I mean, you want it's fun to be able to go and get the varieties that you don't just. I mean, God love a Honeycrisp, but yeah. they have Honeycrisp there too. I mean, I love them, but I mean, you can find a Minnesota grown Honeycrisp, at any grocery store in the metro. Yeah, it's fun to try the other like older varieties and the different ones that aren't as um, prevalent.
2: Yeah. No, I know. And that's the thing is like, I wanted, yeah, I don't know if people, I don't know why that's the hardest part for me. Like, why would you even buy apples at the grocery store right now? Just because of the fact that, and, and I support buying them whenever you need to and whatever, but I'm just saying that there's so many other varieties and different flavors that come from these orchards. Um, I do love, and we talked about, we talk about Sweetland all the time, but this is a cool thing. I don't know if you know what they're doing. They're doing this thing where they're saying, cause you know, we always go down there and then you want to like do all the cider sampling, I just right? just do the cider taste. Yep. Oh my God. So they're doing cider tasting kits. Like you just pick your kit up and then you take it to your, uh, picnic table or your picnic blanket, wherever you've set up. And then you, uh, so that's like, it's like they you, it's kind of like you still get the same experience, but you're doing it on your own.
3: Brilliant. And you know what? They did a CSA for this year and it sold out for the fall. Oh, it did. But they did. um, Yeah. They said they're sold out of CSA shares for 2020, but it included like a full on orchard CSA share included apples, cider, um, cider donuts, and then hard cider. So fresh cider and then hard cider. And then um, you could pay for delivery too. And it, um, what a brilliant idea. I mean, that's another example of what you're talking about, Stephanie, of where all of this stress and crisis Breeds Innovation. Yeah. And I've never heard of anyone else doing an, an Orchard CSA. Doesn't that
2: make a total... It that makes, total makes sense. Total especially sense.
3: if you're doing like hard cider, fresh cider, apples,
2: and then some baked goods. Yeah. Like what a wonderful
3: subscription you can do for i fall. would
2: I'd be 100% down with that. Yeah. Also... There have been seasons where I have felt like I gotta get to the orchard, I gotta get to the orchard, and it's like the weekends have just, you know, know. gone by yeah. and I don't get there. And so, like, if I could get somebody to get me some caramel apple, <laughs> some you know, some some apple strudel, I'm down. Yeah,
3: smart of them to do that. That's a great idea. I wonder if they'll continue that next year. Let's send Gretchen a note and yeah, say you need to let's, do it. Let's
2: make sure she does. <laughs> let's just ensure it. We might have to say that. Yeah, that's
3: a nice one. I but you know, I'm such a sucker for hard cider and I'm so happy. Happy that I'm not going to be pregnant here in a few days. And then I will be, it's the perfect time for me to be um, back on getting to have an alcoholic beverage on occasion. (laughs) And um, the hard cider to me is so... Good and oh, Sweetland does it so well, I and know. there's so many just great places that are making great cider in Minnesota.
2: Yeah, they're actually, and their no fair one, the one that they made, you know, that's kind of like a Arnie Palmer. Yeah. is have you? Did you try? It? I you didn't, know, you no, didn't try I did, unfortunately. No, sorry, sorry. No, I know. Yeah, thank you for asking.
3: Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm just going to
2: rub your face in it. That's <laughs> no, okay. But it it was delicious. I will have to tell you that. Um, the last one I want to mention before we go is, you know, it's not in this list, but it's the Apple House at the Arboretum, which of course you know they are the ones who created the Honeycrisp yeah. and everything else. Mm-hmm. But and speaking of that. The apple cider donut truck is at the Arboretum like every day now. Good. So just so you know, you can have that. <laughs> I love it. I know. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We do come back. We are going to have the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you have anything you want to queue up for us, uh, you feel free to ask. It's 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to I Weekly go. Dish. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. So... Give us a little buzz, 651-641-1071, if you want to ring in. We do have, we have Janie on the line. Janie, what's going on? Hi. Hi.
1: Hey, before I ask my question, I want you to know that my husband suggested I ask this. Oh, <laughs> <it or> not. <laughs> okay. And he's listening. Um, okay, we bought baby back ribs yeah. at Lund's good on sale, and they were great. Good. But now they have St. Louis style ribs yeah. on sale.
2: What's the difference? Uh, St. Louis, it's just a cut. It's just the way that they cut the ribs. It's like a trimmed a little bit more. So that's the same. It's the same ribs. You can treat it exactly how
1: you did the baby backs. Okay. So a little less fat. Yeah. You think?
2: I, I You know, I mean, I don't know if it's a little less. I think it's usually just trimmed a little bit. So it's not as, uh, so it's not as, yeah. So I guess maybe it is like the fat piece of it, but not really the fat inside of it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they're yeah, uh, yeah. they're, they're more usually meaty. yeah. I think these are you know these are the ones that are, do really well in the grill. Nice, you know, and and uh, and and kind of smoky that way. If you want to use them that way, are you gonna or are you gonna do like a braised situation?
1: You know what? What we did was we just did it the baby backs, and we were thinking doing the St. Louis the same way um, in a low oven at 200 degrees for like four to five hours. Yeah, and then we put the barbecue sauce on. Um, you know, just salt and pepper didn't do anything to them. And then we put the barbecue sauce on, put it under the broiler, and it was great. Oh, yeah, it you can off. really do that without yeah. a, a grill.
2: Yeah. See, okay, and so these are, wait, so I'm getting, so you have the St. Louis, right? So they are the meatier ones. That's what I'm saying.
1: The Louis, I haven't bought the St. Louis yet. We, we, that's what we did with the baby bat.
2: Okay, okay. So, yeah, you can do that, though. They're they're flatter. It makes them easier to brown, but they're, but they're meatier.
1: They're kind of a thicker. okay. I think it's. Otherwise, it's pretty much the same cut of the. the Yeah, it's
2: it's all from the belly. You know, it's kind of cut from the belly. You know, area of the hog, so it's
1: kind of good. You've answered my question. Thank you.
2: Thanks so much, Janie. I love ribs. I always want ribs. Hey, we have Brian on the line too. Hi, Brian. Hey, Brian. What's up? Brian, are you there? I
1: was wondering, Rasha.
2: We kind of lost you. Oh, we lost him. I think we did. Maybe Brian will call back. Happy Jewish New Year. Yeah, I know. Rosh Hashanah. Mm -hmm. I know. And I think Allie and Harmony, you know, our shop girls are are off today because of that. So we want to say... Happy New Year to those ladies, too. If they're listening, I'm sure they're listening. Yeah. I'm sure they are. I'm sure
3: that's exactly
2: <laughs> what i really doing. wants to talk about ribs and cooking. <laughs> it's her favorite thing. From ribs to Jewish New Year. I know, right? Never know what you're going to get. Um, okay, so again, you guys give us a call. It's 651-641-1071 if you want to give us a call. Um, let's talk a little bit about Oktoberfest. Let's do it. Since we're here. Um, since we don't have anyone calling. But... Uh, we, are, I got to tell you that there are Oktoberfests happening this year. There isn't one in Munich. Like the Munich one was supposed to kick off this weekend, but they couldn't, uh, they couldn't quite manage it. I was supposed to go. You were? Yeah, we to Munich. I
3: know. We oh were wait, go. that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. And then we got unexpectedly um, some baby news, but oh. so we had to cancel it anyway. Yeah. Um, and then it was canceled. Yeah, I know this oh, was going to be the year. I was very excited about it.
2: Um, you know, we do have Lori is. Oh, actually, we have Brian is back. Oh, so okay, let's see if we can get Brian back first. Okay, all right, Brian, are you there? I'm
1: here now. Okay,
3: Yay. hi, Brian. Rosh
1: Hashanah started yesterday, according to my calendar. Yes, yes I right. did. You call it the weekly nosh.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. You're right. I should have done that all along. Change the
2: name of the show. Oh, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Yep. Take care. That's have a good awesome. one. The weekly nosh. The weekly nosh. It's always the weekly nosh, really. Totally.
1: Honestly, yes. mm-hmm.
2: uh, we have Lori is on the line now. Hey, Lori, what's going on
1: today? Hi there. Um, I'm wondering if you guys have any recommendations on doing a beef brisket and in an Instapot. Pot. Oh boy, this is.
3: You know, I don't even own an Instant Pot, so I can't ever speak to this stuff. But you guys are Instant Pot pros. A
2: beef brisket in the Instant Pot. You know, I think because honestly it's gonna be uh so here's the thing i think that you're getting kind of a pot roasting from it when you do a brisket in the instant pot you're not going to get that smoky you know thing which is fine i super love it here's the pro tip make sure that the fat cap is facing up when you put it into the instant pot okay okay um that's kind of the big thing it looks like you can cook it at high pressure for uh it's 75 minutes natural release 15 minutes and okay. this is from and I will put that recipe up i just put I just popped into one that I noticed by Amy and Jackie, and I know that they do good stuff, and it's a marinated beef brisket, so I think that as long as you're fat because that is the key with fatty meats, you want to make sure that you know that fat cap is up, same thing with like uh, so that pork. it kind of melts down yeah into because the meat it kind of gives the 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 meat the beautiful juices and stuff, yeah awesome thank you guys all right you bet try yeah, it it's a big one too like that one you have to put in for a long time and, I, and a, another a one sandwich. was saying that it's like a, an hour and a half so oh my
3: gosh crazy to have your instant pot on for 90 minutes Isn't that, like that's like unheard here? of
2: but that is, <laughs> that is that is that is good stuff
3: but that's also a lot shorter than like smoking a brisket oh god that's like 12 hours oh, hello right. no kidding
2: okay we have christy on the line hey christy hi what's christy. going on today
1: hi girls hi, hi. um first Elizabeth thank you so much for posting that most
0: adorable Instagram of the blood sucking vampire. <laughs> thank you um,
3: my son describing wolves that will suck your blood That's I love my Instagram I, in. oh, okay. yeah. I watched
0: it
2: 700
3: times I know.
0: Me yes, too. even my husband loved it it reminded us when our boys were little okay. oh good thanks so thank you i appreciate those little shares Um, my question is about um pie crust for a beginner a real simple good recipe and then also if i decide that i want to quit what's a real good pre-made pie crust
3: listen i use if you want to go down the pre-made route i do that immaculate brand you know that um They make, like, biscuits and croissants and everything, and it's a little bit of a cleaner label than the one that starts with a P that you know all about. Yeah. And um, I use that Immaculate brand for um, chicken pot pie, like, all fall and all winter. And I do a lot of savory pies. So yes, like a chicken pot pie to me is like God's greatest gift to us all. I think it's so wonderful. (laughs) And I make like a big chicken pot pie, like how my mom would make it in a pie pan and then cut it into slices. So, um, but that it's like immaculate baking company and you can find them at a lot of like just regular grocery stores. And I just think they taste so good. They don't taste any sort of like weird chemical oil to me, which some of the other ones can. So that yeah, would be my recommendation awesome. for a pre-made one, and I've i I've used that one for years, and I love it. And then Thank you know, you. It, for a homemade one, I, Steph, do you like my grandma always does the trick of a little bit of vodka? I I am in there. She she's like swears by that.
2: I am not. Well, I'm also a vodka, so that works. <laughs> oh, there you go. Awesome. All right. Good luck. Thanks, Christy. All right, we have Ursula on the line as well. Ursula, are you there?
1: Yes, I'm here.
2: Hi, Ursula. Hi. What do you got?
1: Hi, um, I have a hot pepper problem. Ooh, like oh. Our plant, our plants went crazy yeah. and our son left for college and left uh. me with all these hot, like really hot peppers. Oh. And they're too hot to eat. So I'm wondering what you would recommend to do with them because they're gorgeous. And I'd like to do something with them. And I'm really proud that we grew them because we're kind of like first time gardeners. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> really exciting. Do you it's... know, are they like habaneros or do you know what they are?
1: Um, yes. Well, we have a few ghost peppers and I feel like those are totally novelty, but then yes, I have some habaneros and, um, what the really long skinny ones that are bright red, really, really skinny. Oh,
2: um, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of those that could be, but, but for me, I, and I'm with you, I grow peppers every year because people give me pepper plants and I'm happy about that. But I am always like, now what? Cause I don't, we don't need yeah. a ton of them. But so I find, yeah, and so I find myself actually pickling them and making hot sauces. So I do like a little bit of a, so like I, I do a quick pickle on it and keep it in the fridge and I throw some garlic or whatever, you know, the quick pickle with your vinegar and your sugar, just a quick job, stick it in the fridge, like for maybe a day or two. Um, And then, and then I blend it up and I just sort of like, I hit it with your, you know, I stick them into the blender and I make a little hot sauce from it. I put a little like lime juice in there with it. And then, I put yep. in, and then I put it in a squeeze bottle, and then that keeps forever, too, yeah. because it okay. doesn't, because capsaicin Great. in them. And then I give it to people, too, because sure. that's a good gift to give over Christmas. I think that's such a fun right. idea.
3: Make a big batch of hot sauce, yeah. bottle it up, yeah. and then um, even give it out or, like, have it, give it out at Thanksgiving yes. or wherever. yeah, Because um, mm-hmm. you probably, do you have cayenne peppers if they're long and skinny and... Red, they might be. I have a Maybe. whole bunch of different They're labeled yeah. outside. And I should the ghost have put are crazy and the hot. The, and they're so insane. Um, and habanero, boy, I mean, proceed with caution, my friends. I know.
2: <laughs> hey, listen, you guys, we have, thank you, Ursula. We have two more callers. We're going to hang on to you guys, and we'll take your calls at the beginning of the next, uh, at the next segment, okay? So hold on, you guys. We'll be right back. This is a weekly dish with Steph March and Elizabeth Reese today, brought to you on My Talk 1071.